All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Just after 4 o'clock, how are you? Welcome back to The Gregor Show. It's game day on Sports 1440 and Orders Nation YouTube is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Alberta's only regulated online gambling website where, of course, uh, you got a lot of... uh, uh, prop bets tonight. You can get, you know what, anything you want from players, individual shots, assists, uh, goals in each individual game. You can get that. They have the odds boosts as well. So check it out, but be sure to stay within your limits. Use your game sense, gamesense.ab.ca. Jason Greger, along with, uh, Terry Ryan coming to you live from the Ewell studio. We're going to get to, uh, Ryan's rant now brought to you by Action Electrical. Of course, uh, right now you can uh, get solar and other green projects have a business income tax incentive. The capital costs associated with solar projects completed prior to 2028 can be fully deducted in the year. So learn more at actionelectrical.net. It is time for Ryan's Rant with Terry Ryan. Jason, I often talk to a lot of... um kids that are moving away from the island here here that's what we say you know you play hockey and you know you've got to go away like you've got to make the move right it's not like going from edmonton to canmore or okotoks or it's it's not that it's you know ontario you know it might be from toronto you play in north bay and you consider it oh man it's a huge trip i guess it's kind of within the province but for us when we leave we come back at christmas maybe and then at the end of the year, and that's every junior player or, or, or semi-pro player, NHL, whatever, you know, you're gone, you're, you're kind of gone. So, and a lot of people often ask me, you know, I do do some like personal hockey lessons. And in the summer, I help out with a couple of schools. 
And, you know, there's so much on a kid's mind going away. Yep. You know, you, you first of all, just, just to get to the point, let's say here you go away, you're 16 years old, and you, we're, we're, our zone is the queue. Most guys go to the go to, I think pretty much all of them in the major junior anyway, go the route of the Quebec League. Um, so, and whether it's junior A on the way there or whatever, so let's just say you're 16, right? So even to get to that point, to be an elite player, to, to take the next step, there's a lot of stress, um, hard work, physical, mental tension. I mean, it's fun, but there is a lot that goes into it, especially if you want to take hockey serious now and make it a career, then... You know, it starts becoming a job a lot earlier than it used to be, like, quote, unquote, job, you know. Yeah. So and then you go and, and, and you know, you got to rely on staying dedicated and, and working out and, and, and staying focused and staying on task, staying away from the booze, staying away from drugs. Maybe you got a girl that you love. You might love her, but you got to leave. Sorry, hon. You know, I'm not going to get to the NHL here in Mount Pearl playing for the O'Donnell Patriots. Like, you know, I've got to leave. And it often shatters relationships. You might 16 is one thing. You could be 17, 18, 19, 20. You're still a junior, but you've got to be disciplined and take that route. And it's why I often say, like, it often takes care of itself. It's survival of the fittest, but it's not always the absolute best players that make it. I mean, usually they they their trajectory is ahead of the other players their age. But, you know, those things come into the equation. And sometimes people just don't like it. You know, it gets to be hard. I've, you know how many people that have said that um, to me? You know, I'll go, uh, Francis Mooney was one, one of my buddies now from Mount Pearl, but a few years younger than me and what, what elite growing up. And when I asked him, I'm like, Francis, you know, like, you know, wh what is it? Like, you came back from Oshawa, you didn't make it. He goes, well, it, it was too hard. I didn't want to. I'm like, okay, fair. That's a, okay. We went to university. He's got a great job now. Hockey wasn't for him. Yeah. But every, you know, everybody is different. But something that I never hear anybody bring up, and they really should, especially if parents are listening, sending your kid away. And, you know, there is that level. I mean, not every person on the mainland doesn't have to make a move. You could want to play in the Western League and be from Edmonton and play in, I don't know, Fernie, B.C. Or, or, or even Medicine Hat or wherever. I mean, so there is a level of leaving and not being at home. And I never hear this, but it's really important. The first thing I say to parents, okay, he's good enough to go away. Well, let's make sure that he lives in a good environment. The billets are really important. Uh, yeah. And a lot of people don't bring it up. And I was going through some old pictures the other day, and I heard Ryan Marsh on your I wanted to I wanted to be on there that day. Um, but it's it's later here. It's three and a half hours later in Newfoundland. That's why I do the two hours, and it's often hard to get the third in. But I know you had Ryan Marsh on. And in Quinell, B.C., when I first went, I tell those stories like, yeah, my parents came with me the first year, but the second year they didn't, and only part of the first year. So, And Ryan Marsh's parents took me in. Dick and Pat Marsh, I wouldn't be able to stay there. And they were just great. Otherwise, I could have been with a drug addict or a, or a criminal or a loony, you know, but it didn't. And then I went to Tri-Cities, and I had Mark and Nancy Eby, and they were great. They were, you know, wouldn't let us away. Zenith Komarniski was my roommate from Vegreville, Alberta. Scored, I believe, his only NHL goal, at least his first one, on Patrick Waugh. Didn't play long. From, the, from center ice, just a great buddy of mine playing for Vancouver. Um, dump him. Anyway. 
You know, we live there, and I've often talked with Zenith going like, you know, we're so lucky that we had Mark and Nancy. You know, like, you're so impressionable at that age. We lived so far from the rink. We were just trying to finish high school. That's another thing, right? You're there. there. You've got to have a good environment for that. I could have gone off the rails if I was with a slack billet or someone that didn't take it seriously. And in Red Deer, it was Neil and Vera Tomalty and the Tomalty family. And they were just awesome to me. And I said, I never really bring it up. And I, I, I do to parents around here and everything, but... I'm not as vocal about it on my podcast and whatnot as I should be. I think billets are way underrated. They're really important. And if you're a parent that is wondering about sending your kid away, boy or girl at this point, lots of girls going away to play different places, um, I would really look into that. Like I, I wouldn't worry about his or her slap shot. They, they, they got there to some point. The coach will take wherever they're going. They'll take care of that, right? They, whatever it is, one, three, one, box plus one, that'll all get taken care of. But what you need is you have to have a good environment for that son or daughter to flourish in, and that starts and often ends with the billets. So it's a shout-out to the billets out there, and I'm just bringing some attention to something that certainly deserves it. You know, it's, I think it's you're, you're bang on because it is something that is overlooked. And there's a lot of parents who don't really know the process of it. Um, I know my brother, um, for, for his son, when they went down there, they interviewed the family that they, uh, now they were lucky because, um, the, the, the parents, uh, that had, uh, Brett Howden was, uh, him and Noah, they didn't know each other, but uh, they were both 16 years old and, and they roomed there. And they had actually, uh, many years ago, uh, uh, Brett's older brother, Quinton, had uh, billeted with him, right? And and as a joke, Brett was like 13. He goes, when I play in the WHL, will you billet me? And, and they're like, oh, sure, not knowing they would ever play that. And then they're kind of like, well, now our kids are growing up. We don't really need to. And so he called and, hey, remember when you said you'd billet me? So they kind of had to. And um, But they were unbelievable, right? And yeah. it, it made a huge difference because as a parent, when you're sending your 16-year-old son or daughter away – you know, you're trusting someone else that they're going to have close to the same morals. And I've heard stories of, of people who have bad bills. I've heard of them. They don't get talked about that very often, but it's happened. And you know what? Uh, you hear some horror stories. So, um, you know what? I, I think it is a big shout out. I know there's one where, uh, you know what? Parents, they, they don't understand like... You know, they don't, they feel, oh, geez, I don't want to rock the boat. No, 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 no. This is your only, you know, let's your son or daughter. And their home environment can have a big impact on how they're playing, right? The billets have to be ultra supportive. If it's not, they don't need to come home and have Bob sitting at the table. Say, well, you know what, Tim, what are you doing on that dumping? I need to see you do it. No, no, that's not what you need. It's the last thing you need. You have coaches for that. They're not coaches, right? And so I do think a lot of parents, I've said this for many years, Terry, I, from a business standpoint, there should be somebody, guy like yourself, anybody else who's gone through the process and says, you know what? Because every year they're across the country, in, in just in Western Canada alone, think about how many kids get drafted to the WHL and their parents really have no true understanding of what happens in the WHL from how do you, what do you ask for when it comes to ensuring that you're going to get uh, education? Right. If your son's good, guess what? You say, you know what? You want to sign him? Great. You give him a guaranteed year of college right now just for signing. Then he plays one game at 16. Now he's got two years because there's no guarantee uh, that they're going to play. They might get injured. You never know. Right. Like there's lots of different things you can negotiate as a parent that I don't think they know about. And I think most people would love to know, but they're scared to ask because you don't want to ask the organization because I've always told people this. Don't ever be fooled. 
They don't care about your son as much as you do. They will tell you everything you want to hear. They don't ultimately care as much about your kid as you do. They never will. And you know what? Ah, you know, your son's 16. Yeah, he's going to play here. And then all of a sudden, it's 10 games in the season. He's playing four minutes a night, right? It's not helping him. He'd be better off back in junior A or midget AAA playing and developing and maintaining their confidence. So, yeah. 100% what you say about it. And, and I, I still think it's, it's undervalued and there's, there's not enough education for it. Like you could honestly, you could do, you could go around Terry every August and September from city to city and tell people, okay, you know what? I'm putting on song. Each parent, you're going to pay a hundred bucks. It'd be the best hundred bucks they spend. They spend thousands of stuff on their kids. You can't even get a stick for a hundred bucks. And you say, you know what? And we'll go through this for two hours and tell you what you need to know as a parent of a young, uh, uh, son going to, to the WHL or whether you're going to a baseball academy or, you know, even going away to university. I, I definitely think it's something that's undereducated for most parents. Yeah. And it needs, like, it needs, it needs to be an extended family. Um, you know, you got to have because you're growing up like for most people going through there, they're not going to play in the NHL. Hockey won't even be a priority in five years from then. Right. Like that. That's most players coming through. So looking back, that experience is extreme. I can think of guys that I played with that that was their experience. They didn't play after after major junior. Yeah. And it was a great little lightning in a bottle. Few years. We were awesome together. You know, went for, you know, you're playing in front of all these people and, you know, might get drafted, and that's great, but you've got to have an environment at home, A, to set that up, but in retrospect, looking back, that you, you, you look on with fond memories. It was part of your growing up. Um, I know, look, I won't get personal and, and, and say it out loud, but people probably listening from Newfoundland know who I'm talking about, but there was a young player from here. He was 16 years old. He went really high, and he's a great fella. He worked it out for himself. He certainly did, but he's 16. At 17, he was slinging hard drugs at Super Sex in Montreal. I know that, and I know that it was a it, someone re- that that's an extreme example. Mm-hmm. That's really, really slipping up, really, really slipping up, and that happened. And I remember going, "Wow, that's an extreme example." But it can happen if people want to be around the team, and the, you know hats off to the teams that have a good venting process for that, but you can never be 100%. You don't really know. And some people want want to do a good job, but they might not have, yeah, the same kind of morals, and, and maybe they're not bad people, but you won't have a great experience because you're not from the same background. You're not cut from the same ilk as they are. Yeah. So it's for me, it had to be a match, and I'm so fortunate that my parents took that time to fly down and meet all of my other than Neil and Vera Tomalty, they met them it was while I was there but in Tri-Cities and in Quinnell like they were really really concerned you know, Quinnell I'm 15 years old but you know they had to know and they came down and spent especially in Tri I remember spending a weekend with Mark and Nancy and you know they could breathe easier and go home I mean I'm 5,000 6,000 yeah. miles from home right yeah. so and I just remember it being so awesome and all my memories from that time. Um, I remember the grunge movement was just starting and like going over and ex- seeing Nirvana and Pearl Jam. And, you know, all of that happened because I had great billets. Like if I had my mind was somewhere else or I hated it, that wouldn't have been the case as as it was, wasn't always for the other people I knew. It wasn't necessarily bad, but I was put in the best possible position to succeed. And I will never, ever take that for granted. Ryan's Rant brought to you by Action Electrical. Uh, Jason Gregor, Terry Ryan with you. When we return, Dave Maloney, we're going to break down the New York Rangers taking on the Edmonton Oilers. The Rangers come in uh, very good defensively.
2.17 goals against per game. That's half of what the orders are at. Can the Oilers play a sound defensive game? Or can they find a way to do what Nashville and Columbus did, which was beat Shesterkin four and five times? How did that happen? We'll find out next on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440, live in Orders Nation YouTube. 425, welcome back. Game day on Sports 1440, live, Orders Nation YouTube. Where, of course... uh Ty Remchuk and them will have all the uh, pregame action uh, right here on the same YouTube channel. So uh, once it, uh, the Gregor show is over, pregame show begins at Oilers Nation. Check it out. Oilers are taking on the New York Rangers tonight as uh, we get to Round the NHL. Brought to you by Mick Donald's. And it's back, baby. One of your favorite games even with more chances to win than ever. Monopoly, because you can peel it on your favorite cheeseburger, get it on your milkshake, your fries, or on the app. All the details at mickdpromotion.ca. A longtime NHLer and a longtime radio analyst for the New York Rangers, Dave Maloney, joins us once again. Dave, welcome back to the show. How are things? Uh, things are well. How about you, Carlos? Well, we're doing good. Uh, doing very well. A little chillier than normal that we would like in October. Um, the uh, the Rangers come to town uh, four and two defensively. They've been great uh, if you look at it overall. Uh, two point one seven goals against in four of the games. All their wins, they only allowed one goal in each game. And then Columbus and Nashville, uh, two not, kind of non offensive juggernauts, found a way to to beat Shesterkin and the Rangers by for four and five goals, which seems a little odd to me. But uh, I did rewatch. Watch the Calgary New York game, and man, they put on a kind of a defensive clinic in that one, Dave. Um, you know, and there's continuity amongst their lines. I'm seeing Ranger fans. Oh my goodness, we have the same lines every game here. What's going on? But um, kind of give me your early assessment of the Rangers. Uh, what's gone well, and is there anything that uh, you feel they should improve at? Well, I, no, I, I think they're. I mean, they're playing well. I mean, I can't help but uh, I'm paraphrasing what Jake Truber said after that went over Arizona, and it was a 2-1 win, and it was a game that I'm not sure in this last generation of Ranger teams we've seen them play a game like that, where they just kind of, it's not so much they shut things down, but the lack of, you know, lack of razzle-dazzle all the time, the lack of uh, over-pursuing the puck, the lack of panic um, in the defensive zone, uh, has really been impressive. And the two losses, the Columbus game turned in a minute seven. Uh, it was a power play goal and that the shift after a deflection in front. Other than that, in the third period, they outchanced Columbus. I think it was 39 to six or something like that. <laughs> and against Nashville, Nashville, uh, they, they played that heavy game, right? That was the heaviest team that the Rangers have faced. So, but by and large, the things that have been impressive so far, is the fact that on the exit meetings last year, uh, the, the theme seemed to be that this group uh, needed some more direction behind the bench. And um, Chris Turi and his staff uh, decided to uh, let Gerard Gallant go, and it's just a, a matter of style, right? I mean, back-to-back years with over 100-plus points, conference finals two years ago, uh, but it looked like it's run its course, and Peter Laviolette comes in and... He's a guy that you know who the boss is, you know uh, how he wants to play, um, and he's had that kind of attitude right from the moment he showed up to inter- uh, be introduced to the New York market. So I think I think the things that are impressive that there's and the message 
uh, about the game from LaViolette, I think was addressed to the top guys. That you can razzle-dazzle during 82 games, but it's not going to win in the playoffs. Okay. And, you know, the two rounds, they went to the conference finals, got to game seven the first two series and won. Um, but so I, I, I think in, uh, after six games, I think there's a lot of good things going on. But goodness gracious, there's still a lot of hockey left to play. And Dave, you know what? You mentioned Truba, maybe the best open ice hitter in the game. Got to have your head on a swivel when he's on the ice. Um, the young players, Capo Caco and Lafreniere, uh, first and second overall picks. Uh, there's been some saying, oh, my goodness, they're busts. I think it's way too premature. At least at the numbers, it looks like, okay, both these guys, a little bit older this year, both off to good starts offensively. They're both playing in the top six. Uh, some would say maybe they didn't get the opportunity they, they needed in the past. Some said maybe they weren't ready for it. I don't know. You watch them way closer than I am. Uh, do you see a difference in those two players, or is it just simple maturity? Well, no, there's there's a progression, right? Uh, Kako's a year older, and uh, he's been around a little bit longer than um, uh, Lafreniere, right? I think of the overview for me going into the season, the difference in the Rangers' season was going to be determined by the play uh, or the hope development of Kako, uh, uh DeAndre Miller, Philip Heedle, uh, Braden Schneider, and Lafreniere. And I think early showings are, they look like they're all at the dip, they're at different stages of their career. Uh, Philip Heedle has turned the hardest up, right? But he's a little bit older, he's 23, yeah. 24 now. So I, I think that Lafreniere, who did not have a very good camp, um, Interesting to watch him. You know, he's playing on the right side. He's been good. He's been good. Um, I don't know that they was ever given a chance on the right side with Kalan. He wasn't given the chance. Um, but all in all, you know, for every Crosby that comes into the league or every McDavid that comes into the league, or I tell you, they, they, you've got to be patient, irregardless of where the guy is. Now, again, Jack Hughes goes into New Jersey. He plays it. He was running the five-on-three power play the first. Five games of his career. There's not a rookie alive that comes into New York that's ever going to be able to do that. Only because of the cap situations the Rangers always find themselves in, right? So I, I just think they are packing wonderfully, all four, all five of them, and I think they're going to, that their play will be the difference in this Rangers season. And you can throw Kako and Laffy right into that group. Dave, a little tidbit before we start. I believe you started in the OHA in 72-73. My dad was drafted. My dad played four years in the OHA with Hamilton, was drafted in 72, and went to the WHA. But his line mate from a small town called Grand Falls, Windsor, Newfoundland, was Tony White. And Tony went up and oh. had a... Yeah, with you in Kitchener, eh? Yeah, yeah, no, I remember Tony. Tony was great, dude. Got drafted by Washington and... Had uh, he was a good, uh, good. We had a great that, that last uh, year, junior at Kitchener Rangers. We had uh, the only guy that didn't get drafted um, when their draft year came up was the backup goalie Jim Brown. Everybody wow. else got drafted somewhere. And that year, there were three of us. My so draft year '74, there were three of us taken in the first round and two taken in the second round. And we got beat by Roger Nielsen and the Peterborough Peets. And and, and and you know, when you bring up Hamilton, that old barn that was in there, oh my God! I played yeah. when I was 
15, I played five games with the, the Rangers. Now, Billy Barber was on that team, and one of the games that was in Hamilton, I'm like, oh, my God, where, what is this place? You know? So, I have great <laughs> memories. Too, which, and, and, and Tony Tony White was a, a good person, good great guy, and a, and a good player. That, that brings back a great memory. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> no sweat, Burton. Street burn, I think they called it. I heard the stories. I heard stories. Tony went on to score 26 and I think 29, just shy of 30 a couple times with Washington. A Newfoundland yeah. legend. Uh, speaking of yeah. old school legends, Phil Housley's down there. And, I, you know, I, I haven't heard much other than he signed there in the summer. How's he been accepted, and do you think he'll help the D? Well, you know, I played uh, – I finished in Buffalo, and it was Phil's uh, rookie season, right? And – I'll tell a story. You know, you you hear guys now. It's like, it's different now because you have access. The kids have access to every player in the league, right? But in my uh, time, you know, unless you were playing with a great player, you only heard about him, and you know, you hear about him watching from afar. And then I went and played with him, and God, he was a tremendous player. And he, you know, what his personality is not that much different now. He's kind of a carefree. You know, he goes about his own business. He seems to. Seems to fit in nicely. The, the whole staff at some point has kind of um, run through Peter Laviolette at some point on all their careers. So the early um, the, the early observations are the staff is 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 good. There, I think you cannot discount having guys in your staff that actually played in the league. And I think that's where David Quinn may have gotten in a little bit of trouble. A couple of coaches go for the Rangers. Not, I shouldn't say trouble, but. Uh, I think it's a different deal, and then you throw a guy like Housley in there, especially the way the game is played now, right? They want everybody, if there's a chance to to come up as one of the five or lead one of the five, lead five out of your own end or whatever, and most guys are pretty well equipped to do that. Um, so uh, Phil Howie's, uh, you know, he's the same guy, got a smile on his face, and it looks like he's enjoying um, his early early time here in New York. Dave Maloney joins us on uh, Sports fourteen forty. Dave, Artemi Panarin, you know Chris Kreider, Zabanajad. You mentioned the young players are coming in. They've still got an older group who's not that old, right? And then you throw in Adam Fox, sure. kind of a perennial uh, Norris Trophy uh, candidate or, or finalist, a Shesterkin. And like when you look at the Rangers, when you mention that young five. But their main veterans are still kind of the you know their go-to guys. You look, Panarin's off to a good start, scoring goals, and true, you know, Fox and Truba play a ton of minutes on the back end and linger. And then Shosturkin is what he is. Is there anything you think the Rangers like? I've heard Patrick Kane, and I think a healthy Patrick Kane will be different than the Patrick Kane you saw last year. But do you see? anything that the Rangers will want to add? Like, I think they're a playoff team for sure. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I think they're a playoff team. Is there something you think, okay, they got three or four months that that's one position that they would want to add somewhere? Oh, uh, not really. Okay. <laughs> not now. I, listen, I know that the go-to guys are still the go-to guys, but this team will be significantly stronger if those five kids develop the way they're going to look like. Now, does everybody want to be – I think the one thing from a Rangers standpoint, um, do they have that kind of bite or, you know, that competitive yeah. from the top players? You know, it's, it's fine to have – Will Cooley's been a great surprise playing on that third rotation with um, um, Trocek and, and Blake Wheeler. Um, and he's got a bit of a bite. 
But I, 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 I just think, you know, Truba has it. Um, but I'm just not sure. I, I don't know how you address that. Um, uh, but that would be the one thing, uh, I think. Okay. If uh, I wouldn't change anything. And, and Patrick, the problem, the reality with Patrick Kane and Tarasenko coming in last year, two years ago, the Rangers make the trade for Cop, Petrano, uh, Tyler Mott, guys that could play anywhere in the lineup, right? Yeah. But you're bringing in a, a Tarasenko and a Kane, they've got to play in the top six. And I just, you're, you're bringing Patrick Kane in, uh, I, and I just don't see that being, what they being need. something they, they need to do. Because you're going to have, you know, whether that's December or whether it's, you know, playoff time or whatever, I just think the Rangers need to believe in the core that they have and believe that the young guys, particularly Hedl, particularly um, Cockle, um, are ready to take that next demonstrative step. So other than if you can find me a, a message that you get somebody. I have to say, you know, the 2014 Ranger team that went to the finals, they were a wonderful group of guys, right? Yeah. And you'd want every, every one of them, you'd want them to marry your, your daughter. But sometimes you need a couple of guys that you don't want to have anywhere near your daughter. <laughs> you know? yeah. And and that's the thing, I think, from the Rangers' standpoint, has been a bit of an issue. Um, it's just that bite from your top players. You can be tough on the fourth line and even the third line, but you need your top guys. You need your top guys to play like Sid. Yeah. No, I, I think that's... that's a, or... or, or but the thing is, there are not many of those guys around, right? Yeah. So, so anyway, that would be an early thing. I thought that, um, you know, watching this group for a while. Um, but that being said, um, I think they're, they're a playoff team. There are a couple of teams in the East that it looks like they might be time to roll over. There are teams getting better, Buffalo and Ottawa and Detroit. So, uh, let the goaltender, we'll give them a chance every night. And, uh I think they're a playoff team, and you got to be in it to win it. So we'll start there. One last one for you, Dave. Bob Blake Wheeler signed a you know, bargain basement deal. Uh, no points set through six right. games. Is that reflective of how he's played, or is he just snake bitten? Uh, that's a good. It's it, for me. It's too early to tell. I mean, he works. He, he sets so many good examples. Uh, a guy at a stage of his career, the way he handles himself in the media, you know, he's really kind of an old-school guy that uh, I think a lot of that, especially the COVID generation where they never really had to deal with a lot of that extra stuff. Um, I'll tell you, Blake Wheeler, you've got to have Blake Wheeler types just to maintain the thought that you can't just show up in this league at 18, 19, and 20 and think you're a Hall of Fame player. And um, now, does he? Does, do the Rangers need more production out of him? Uh, yes. Has he had many opportunities? No. So there are a couple things, uh, but I'll tell you, the guy never stops. He, he, you know, for a big man, he moves. He moves really well. Um, he never stops in any zone. So there are a lot of things, but at the end of the day, uh, he'll have to find a way to, to bring some production, uh, production to the table. Great. Stuff, Dave. Uh, we appreciate it. We'll see you at the rink. 
All right, guys. Thanks very much. Have a good one. That is uh, Dave Maloney, uh, radio analyst for the New York Rangers. I like what he said there, Terry. Uh, and I know exactly what he meant by, hey, you know what? Yeah, you want, it's great to have a bunch of guys that are super nice. You want somebody who kind of, you know what, on the ice is a little bit of a dick. Let's be honest, right? Uh, hard to play against, gets in your face. And because you, you can't have all those guys. You need a, you need a mix of it. And so that's something that uh, I think Chris Drury, uh, who's won Stanley Cups, I think he would know that you look at it and say, okay, here, go top to bottom of our roster. Okay, we got the skill guys. This guy, we got the pretty boys. Do we have the trench guys? And I love what he said. It can't just be your fourth line. You got to have somebody who's a jerk in your top six. Totally. I, I've always totally agreed. And even teams I've been on, my experience, we've done better when we have guys like that. The way I, I've always looked at it, like you can't, Connor McDavid's talent, that skill, I'd love it to be contagious, but it's not, yeah. right? Like, he's got that, and Derek Ryan doesn't. That's just the way life is. But, but, someone who goes out there and gets a little bit nasty, that gets contagious, right? Yeah. That can happen. That gets contagious. And now, all of a sudden, a lot of people can have a little bit of bite, right? If, even if you look at some of those Bruins teams, they weren't really as tough as you think they were. I don't mean like way back. I mean like in Marshawn's era. Yeah. The guy, like, he keeps everybody on. You don't know what he's going to do. He's a great player, but he's better when he's feisty. And then McAvoy will step up, and then somebody else. And uh, usually... I use them as example because he's the biggest disturber that I know, instigator kind of out there now. That, that's that if you combine skill and instigating, he would probably be be, be up there. Um, even the Oilers go back. Someone not as elite, but I don't know. A guy like Rafi Torres kept you on your. I don't know. Oh. Nazem Kadri at his at his peak of his game. Yeah. I'm sure Colorado definitely benefited from that. Not why they won, but it definitely helped his play. But you got to channel it the right way because those guys can get suspended. But you know what I mean. It, yeah, it's yeah. contagious, and everybody can kind of do that, whereas your best player, Leon Dreisaitl, can lead by example. And, you know, I can maybe do and try to do what he does and prepare myself the same, but I'm not going to make passes like he does, right? But everybody can kind of, like I said, a little bit of crap disturbing is contagious. I like It's totally contagious, right? And it, some people, I think, underestimate when you have aggressive players on your team, you play a little bit more aggressive yourself, right? That's a fact. No question about it. Uh, we'll come back with uh, five questions and more. The Thursday game day edition of the Gregor Show on Sports 1440 Live and Oilers Nation YouTube presented by our title sponsor, PlayAlberta.ca. 449, Jason Gregor, Connor Halley with you on the uh, Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Terry Ryan, of course, our uh, Thursday and uh, Monday co-host is along for the ride. Uh, geez, seems like Terry's connected everyone you have on the show. Well, hey, you know what? Uh, the six degrees of uh, Terry Ryan. And uh, people wondering uh, where TR's dad played in the WHA, played for the uh, Minnesota Fighting Saints. Short-handed goal leader, 1972-73, is only here in the league. Hey, there you go. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Now, let's get to five questions brought to you by The Brick. And uh, guess what's going on right now? It's the president's sale. Gone straight. The best deals you can get on furniture, mattresses, appliances. You can save up to 65% off sofas, but only until October 30th. So get in right now at The Brick and TheBrick.com. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. 
All right, guys, question number one. Uh, since we have Waite and Huddy going to the Oilers Hall of Fame tonight, uh, who are a couple of names you like for next year's inductions? Uh, Gregor, if you can answer that one. Go ahead, TR. Well, I'm one of my favorites ever is Eskatikinen. So I, if he's not in there, then I, I would go there. I think he's underrated. I love the way he played. And I think he was surrounded by so many Hall of Famers, like so many absolute wagons that you often forget how good he was. So I'd say him. Esatikin is a very good player. Um, very good player. You look, you know what, uh, how the rules work, and I'm on the nominating committee, and no one talks about uh, who they would nominate or not, but I think there's a, there's a, a list of uh, of people from recent uh, teams, uh, guys who are there today. I think, you know, when you look, there's a lot of fans from the early 2000s that would say Alish Hemsky was arguably, you know, the, the most skilled player on the orders for a decade. Right? Played there a long time, hell of a player. Um, Dr. Randy Gregg, I think is somebody that, uh, in the future will, will, will probably get some votes. Uh, Terry Ryan mentions Tekken in. You know, I think there's lots of other guys. I, I, I think the next few years, it's going to be interesting to see. I think there's going to be some, some spirited debates because you can only have two every year. So, uh, that's going to be the fun part about it moving forward. Question number two, uh, which member of the Rangers do you think the Oilers need to neutralize tonight the most? I'm going to say, Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Adam Fox plays a lot of minutes. And if Adam Fox is... Because if Adam Fox is a main part of this game, it means that the orders probably haven't done much offensively. You know, I love Fox, and from my perspective, I, I often, when you ask me that, I think of it like I was on the, like, like I was playing, hypothetically. Yeah. So from a left winger's perspective, I always hated that. The right, I, I'd be, that, that was my job. It's an easy job, too, as far as jobs go in your defensive end, but those guys used to throw me off because he's so nifty and his foot, uh, not only foot speed, but agility, and he has a way to get that shot off. I would, and the Oilers, you know, they're giving up a lot of shots. The power play, man, he sneaks in. 
and he's got that shot. But Panarin as well. You went with Fox. I'll go with Panarin. Same sort of thing up front, like really, really shifty. Kreider gets a lot of goals. He's big. It might be a hard night. Okay, I'm going to have to even playing center, say. Got to check him. It's going to be hard. But I, I more of a worry for me was, like, can my foot speed catch up with, like, Panarin to me is dynamite. And he looks like he's got nothing. And all of a sudden... He has one of those grade-A chances. The Oilers have been giving so many up. So I would go with, I guess, Artemi Panarin. Question number three. Uh, which will last longer, Jack Hughes leading the league in scoring or Alex Dabrinkat leading the league in goals? That's a very good question. I will go with Hughes because uh, Dabrinkat's got like a 39% shooting percentage. It's, uh, it's going to slow down a little bit. And Hughes already has a three-point lead. So uh, I'll say Jack Hughes, who, by the way, bar, unless he's injured, will become the first New Jersey Devil ever to score 100 points in a season. Mark it down. Book it on October 26th. Wow. Surprising no one's gotten it because, um, you know, they were playing during the high-flying era. Um, I hate to always agree, but... I just I think over the next ten years Hughes is going to be find himself atop that list a lot. Um, you know, I'm not saying McDavid won't be. I'm saying that he's injured right now. Things will present themselves. That sort of thing will happen. Um, he's younger. I, I I just think that that's more likely. I don't think DeBrincat's going to lead the league anymore in scoring. I think someone's going to catch him, whether it's Matthews or somebody, and you know Pasternak, and then it'll. It'll, it'll evolve that I, I fully expect him to get 40-odd goals. He's a great player playing in an awesome setup in his hometown. But lead the league in goals? I'm not sure, so I'll go with Hughes. Question number four as week eight in the NFL kicks off tonight. If you had to head to playalberta.ca and pick an anytime touchdown score on the Bills or Bucks, where would the money go? For me, I just got a sneaky feeling. The Bills, I know they're great and they've always you know the last couple of years huge expectations super bowl this super bowl that you would think the smart play would be there and they're playing at home but i don't know i, I see a lot of holes they're streaky and i'm going for tampa bay so i'll say mike evans i'm gonna go with the easy one and uh td anytime score josh allen quarterback sneak <laughs> And a final question oh, yeah. <laughs> for you guys tonight. Uh, Family Guy creator Seth MacFarlane celebrating his birthday. So if you have one, what is your favorite cartoon of all time? Oh, yeah. This one This is a no. This one is a no-brainer for me. I am going Calvin and Hobbes. I absolutely loved it as a kid. I've still got all their books. And uh, my, my son is closing in on a time where I think he will enjoy it. It was written spectacularly. Uh, they were so funny. Um, just like the, the imagination of Calvin, um, was, was just, was awesome, man. Bill, uh, Watterson, who is, uh, uh, you know, the, the brains behind it. It, that's my favorite. Like I absolutely loved it. And, uh, you know, in my teenage years, I, I couldn't get enough of it. So, um, I will go Calvin and Hobbes. Wow. When you said I'm going to. Go obvious. I thought you were going with the Simpsons, Calvin and Hobbes. I know that's a. The comedy skit there in the paper. I didn't even realize it was a cartoon. Well, it's kind of well to me. It's a cartoon, right? It's written out. It's not. It's not a TV show. Oh, oh! I thought you meant cartoon, like on TV. No, no. That's to me. Well, I guess that would work. But to me, well, a cartoon okay. is like on paper. Tr. 
Right? I thought comic strip. I thought yeah, that's well, that, a comic yeah, strip. It's a, you could be right. Connor, what's the ruling here? What's a, what, do you, what are you ruling here? Like, Are we talking like the far side? Should that be the cartoon? Because That it is would the, be my number yes. one if we are. Yes. So because Family Guy is a TV show, the cartoon, oh, that, that's okay. where I was going, but okay. I left it open. So right. you, you can go with uh, that. If I'm going to a TV show, Terry, you're, are you going Simpsons? Well, look, if I took it as TV show, okay, if, it, if it's comic strip, it's definitely far side, number one, and nothing's even close to it for me. Okay. Um, and TV show, TV show. I look, everybody. I, I I think Simpsons is so obvious. I got to get I, I, Looney Tunes. I can still go back. I got all the DVDs. I watch them. They're as funny now as they were when I was seven years old. I kind of grew out of the Smurfs and Scooby Doo and stuff, but I still like Looney Tunes. But number one would be the Simpsons. It's just so far up there that I figure I got to give you number two. Okay. Well, I'm actually going to go with South Park. There was so many, like South Park was so offside sometimes, but it was awesome. And they would make fun of anything. And uh, when Cartman, respect my authority, it's still one of my favorites of all time. So uh, I am going with South Park. Very intelligent show. Yes. 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 TR? Any bold prediction for tonight? Uh, what do you think is going to happen? Orders Rangers. What do I think is going to happen? Mm-hmm. I think the Oilers are going to win. I just I don't know how, but I just I can't see this happening. Everything we're everything we've talked about is definitely true, but the other thing is, I I, th- I think they're going to get a bounce, and uh, they know exactly what they got to do. These are professionals. If we're talking about it, you know they're getting reamed in the room. They're all realizing what the problem is. They scored four goals last game, not a lot, but you kind of should win most NHL games with that with four goals. So I'm just going with everything on the Oilers. I'm betting on them. I got Dreisaitl to get two points. I think they're going to win by three goals. Um, Yeah, I do. All right. TR, have yourself a great weekend. We'll chat with you on Monday. Can't wait. Thanks a lot, Connor. Thanks, Jason. And I'll see you soon. Edmonton, catch you guys on the rebound. That is Terry Ryan, our Monday and Thursday co-host here on Sports 1440. Speck and Bronte. Also, uh, we'll hear from Leon Dreisaitl, Jay Woodcroft, in the final hour of a busy show on the Jason Greg Show. And when we come back, somebody is going to uh, help their neighbor. You're going to qualify right after the top of the break. Sports 1440 update brought to you by Edmonton Kubota. Stop in right now. 0% financing for 84 months on all compact BX tractors only at EdmontonKubota.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.